1981, Reggie Collier became the first player in NCAA history to rush for 1,000 yards and pass for 1,000 yards in a single season. It was a good year for the Eagles, but maybe not for America as a whole. We entered a recession following the Federal Reserve's contradictory monetary policy trying to lower inflation. The unemployment rate was near that of the Great Depression. But there's always more to a story than you might think. Tune into Domino to listen to cascading events that have shaped our global economy. You can listen to Domino anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Season 2 is now available. You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss to the top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey. Here with your break from all of the high resource file propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Now, we are coming off of a two-month hiatus I'll get into some details about that and more. But the big news this week regarding Southern Miss, we've got two former Golden Eagles who are going to the Super Bowl. Nick Bullins and Tarvarius Moore of the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs this upcoming Sunday. So best of luck to the two of them. I know we have uh, a lot of our listeners have different fandoms across the board. You know, myself, if it's not a, a the Saints or the Bears, I'm pretty much rolling with whoever has the Golden Eagles, regardless of, of team and rivalry and all that good stuff. So super excited. I really would love to see these two get a ring. Well-deserved. And I used to work with the president of the 49ers way back in the day. Our careers have gone in totally different directions. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to give you a brief uh, overview of everything that's going on since our last show. And I'm sure me and Jason will get into that and more in upcoming episodes. But before we get to that, we've got a great guest for you guys today. Jason did this uh, this interview uh, a couple of months ago, and uh, we've been sitting on it, trying to get time to put this episode together. So without any further ado, former Southern Miss basketball great, Maurice Mo Bolden. You grew up in Jackson, um, just, mm-hmm. I mean, a hotbed for basketball talent in the state of Mississippi. I myself went to Northwest Rankin High School, and I remember those mid-90s teams, those, those Murrah teams, those, those inner-city Jackson teams, the Wingfield teams. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was just being just a, just a crazy talent level there. Talk about when you, kind of when you first picked up a basketball and, and growing up in the metro area. Well, uh, my path to basketball was a little uh, different. Um, I've been, like, sharing this story with a lot of people uh, lately, uh, especially kids that's um, coming up now. But when I first started off playing, I didn't I didn't play at all. I didn't even like the game of basketball at all when I first started. Um, I wasn't into it. Um, unfortunately, I had gotten in a lot of trouble in, like, my, when I was, like, 10th grade. And, um, you know, they forced me to do, like, some um, after-school activities. So I ended up having to uh, – it was mandatory for me to join the ROTC program, and, uh, which is a military program. And then um, I chose to play basketball because my friends – all my friends played. You know, so, uh, yeah, well, that's how I ended up starting playing. So from there, I just kind of, like – I still didn't really take it serious because it's just nothing I would just want to do. But then um, I ended up meeting a guy named Omar Carter down in Jackson, Mississippi. 
um, Herman Sanders, which is my high school coach at Wingfield High School. And all of my friends, they played for the, you know, the top AAU teams, Jackson Tigers, the NBA. And um, just being around that environment made me want to get better every day. So I just ended up training hard and um, just looking up to guys like Monty Ellis and, and um, sure. you know, having, and, uh, you know, Charles Rose and those all the guys that went to Lanier. And the guys that played before me as well, guys like Christian Marshall who went to Wingfield, I started looking up to those guys and, and just seeing their work ethic. So I just, you know, just start putting the work in. Now, is that you mentioned the um, uh, you mentioned Wingfield High School and you mentioned the military? Is that where the the Mary in your in your bio here it says you went to Wingfield and the Marion oh, Military no. Institute? No, so no, that had nothing to do with it. So after uh, when I was in high school, my senior year, I signed with Southern Miss. Uh, my letter of intent to go to Southern Miss right out of high school, but um, my grades weren't up to par. I had no clue about um, having to have a grades to go to university or any of that until I met Coach Nate Linzer. I have to give all the credit to Nate Linzer. He's with the Chicago Bulls now, but he was assistant coach with, uh, under Larry at the time. Right. And he used to come down to school all the time and just make sure I was focused on my work and stuff like that. And I had, I was like, wow, I got to focus on my work. I have a scholarship. I don't need to worry <laughs> about my work no more. You know, I had no clue because I had no clue about the game, I mean, previous. So, um, he just come down or whatever and help me with my grades. But unfortunately, I didn't get my grades cleared enough to, um, past the uh, NCAA uh, clearinghouse. So um, I end up going to Marion Military Institute in Alabama one year ago. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. Um, and, and, you know, in, as far as coming out of high school and, and, and being around all that, you know, I always like to get a gauge on what the recruiting trail was like um, with players that came to Southern Miss. Um so what exactly was that like for you? you? You said you signed with Southern Miss at a high school, but um, what was the whole, just the whole recruiting thing like for you? Uh, for me, it was pretty dope. So I had a teammate named Tim Kendricks, was one of the top players in the country at the time, football and basketball. So his recruiting thing was like crazy. I couldn't believe the letters he was getting at school. They was talking to him, and I, I wanted that feeling, you know. So that those things started happening for me my senior year, and like going to uh, visit these schools and, you know, they treat you so nice. All of them are saying the right things. And then I was a kid that had no clue. My mom didn't have a clue. My dad didn't have a clue. So we were just like, just freestyling it, right? So it was kind of like a, a new world to me. I was very excited just to get out of my neighborhood because I was always there. Um, it was like a field trip to me. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I got to meet a lot of good people, a lot of good coaches. And uh, for Southern Miss, it was so close. You know, all these other schools were like in another state. And uh, Southern Miss was so close. And um, Southern Miss football, I always go to the football games when I was young with my uncle. Mm-hmm. So I was familiar with the school. So um, then I always was a big fan of Brett Favre. So that was another big reason why I kind of chose it, just because of just the historical reasons. And, um, yeah, but um, the coaches that come down, you know, they, they, they come down, they talk to your parents, they talk to you, um, they come to the games. And it's very intense because, you know, you come to the games to watch you perform well and you're a little kid. For me, I'm just a young kid that just started playing basketball, so I'm super nervous at the game right. to make sure I, you know, perform this top level because I'm trying to get a scholarship. But um, my my trainer did a good job of making sure I was prepared during the games and, and stayed confident. But um, the coaches, they come, they make you very comfortable. You know, they they look out for you. You know, as far as like you know, telling you things to do and things not to do, people to be around, people who not to be around. Of course, they're shooting for you know, for you to come to their school. So they always talking good about their school. 
But um, I didn't really have that problem with Southern Miss. You know, Nate really looked out for the best for me. You know, when he talked to me, you know, he he wanted to know what I liked and what I had a feel for. And that made me more comfortable with coming to Southern Miss at the time. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for sharing that. And as far as as far it's it's kind of it's it's weird for me to hear that uh, that you didn't really play basketball for that long because I know when you got to Southern, man, you're you're the you're the big guy with handles. Uh, you can shoot it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're really one of the first guys I can really remember um, watching. That's I don't know, maybe almost before your time a little bit. Does that make sense? I mean, looking at the NBA today and the players today, uh, at least from what I remember, you, you always stuck out to me as as a big man who I couldn't believe could handle the ball that way. Yeah, well, it was me. I had to get all the credit to Omar Carter once again. He he really trained me. He trained Monte Ellis, Rodney Hood. Uh, most of all the guys that come out of Mississippi, he had a hands on them. But uh, I always had that, that, that skill set. It was just hard on the next level because, like I said, I was just new to basketball, so I didn't understand the physicality. Um, I didn't understand, like, you know, you can do drills all day, but when you get into the game, you got to use your brain. Um, so it, it, my first year, my first two years, I want to say I struggled really bad. Like you can ask Larry, like if you don't know this story, but I tried to try to quit basketball when I first got to Southern Miss because it just all was happening so fast for me. I was playing a couple years, like a year and a half in high school to going to military school to Southern Miss with Coach Eustace was a hard coach to play for with his coaching style. And I was more of a skilled player and I didn't really fit his way of playing. Mm-hmm. So I had to change a lot about my game, a lot of my mentality I had to change. And, um, yeah, so it was very tough for me those first couple of years. But my senior year, and I, t- I put a chip on my own shoulder, and I just, you know, took the guys under my wing, and we just trained, and we just said we're going to make this the best year we ever had. And we really sacrificed a lot, no, honestly, to have that year. We really sacrificed a lot. Right. Well, and we all sure appreciate it. We, we, we could see it from the, from the stands. And, and I, you know, it seems like players always mention to me that that, tra- that transition from high school to the Division One uh, level was uh, is, is whether it's baseball, football, basketball, always seems to pretty to be a pretty big uh, a pretty big hurdle to jump over. Um, and then I think you you brought this up, but I, I think that it might have been a little bit more difficult for you just from the fact that Larry Eustachie was running the show. Um, now we've all seen the games, but I've heard the stories from practice. I mean. Yeah, you know, I I know that I know he was looking out for you. I know he's, that he always had everybody's best interest. Um, but I mean, we could tell. Uh, you know, you guys won a lot of games on toughness, on um, on just grit and determination, kind of the Southern Miss way, really. And I think a lot of that came from those Larry Eustace practices, right? Yeah, most definitely. The one thing I can say about Larry is that he helped me. Like, like no situation is tough now to me. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. I, as a man. You know, I go through tough situations when we go through training now and when on the pro level, there's nothing I can get through because this was nothing like those practices and, the, and what he expected of us as far as, like, this toughness and just defensively. Um, I wish it was a little more, uh, like like I said, I was a little bit before my time. So I wish it was more, uh, you know, skill stuff there and, like, um, just on a on – a, I wish I had more focus on what I wanted, you know, outside of basketball. You know, um, I learned that throughout, you know, playing or whatever, and just being different people and um, just being open to listening and learning. But uh, when I first got there, I was very skilled. And, uh, you know, NBA people, you know, scouts and people took notice. And I wish I would have could have had, a, like, a real good opportunity to take advantage of that. You know, these kids these days have uh, great platforms. You sure. know, uh, for me, unfortunately, I didn't really have that platform because I didn't really play that much. So schools really weren't looking at me. Uh, I was just like a diamond in the rough type of guy. You know, 
Yeah, and um, I enjoy being a Southerner, though. Me and all the guys, we all talk still, and we, we always talk about it. So I want to I want to touch on that 2011-2012 season for a minute. Um, like we said in the open, you were a part of the last team to make the NCAA tournament from Southern Miss. Um, I remember watching that game. You guys faced off against Kansas State, and I believe Southern Miss was the nine seed. Um, I remember. I remember. I remember, I just remember eight, yeah, you're the eight seed. Yeah. Okay, eight seed, and um. I remember the game was just so close. I remember that many people were giving us a chance to win it. I mean, as as it usually is with Southern Miss, it seems for whatever reason. But um, what what do you remember about that game? Just and maybe the experience of playing, you know, in the NCAA tournament. Uh, it's, it's crazy you asked me that because yesterday I was thinking about that when you called me and we talked. I was like, man, like I didn't I didn't really remember that game like at all. I I just remember just being excited. It was like a new lease for me. It was new. The media, the way the media was all over us, it was new. All the guys were excited. And um, it was like a blur to me. Like, I, I really enjoyed the moment. You know, um, I wish we could have won that game. Um, we could have won that game. But for me, I really enjoyed, you know, the moment, you know, because for me, I was just, it was surreal. Like, I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't care to be in those situations a few years before that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So for me, it was like, you know, I was happy for my teammates. I was happy for, the, I was more happy for the school than myself. But I was just happy just to be in a new environment, you know, to see what these guys go through and the guys who are NBA prospects, guys that get drafted. And then when the game kind of kicked off, uh, Kansas State had some some huge guys from like me. Like now, I I never, I haven't played the post since I left Southern Miss. I was I played a wing spot. Huh. So. That's who I was the whole time, you know. I, I'm not, I don't have a big frame, you know, to wrestle with bigger guys. That's just not my thing, you know. But we just got it. We just have to do what we have to do at Southern Miss. So I struggled. I struggled a lot, you know, at Southern Miss. But um, that that game, I I remember struggling. I remember that part. I remember missing some key free throws because I really did get nervous in that game. Honestly, um, it just was just the whole environment, you know. It was just it was new to me, and it was. But I I enjoyed the ups and downs. Like I can't I didn't get down on myself. I just embraced it. I fell in love with it, and I just got better. It made me want to get better, you know. Uh, Larry did a good job after the game, just keeping us up, and just you know he was very proud of us or whatever. But I just wanted to do it for the school, you know. It meant so much to the school. It meant so much to us too. But just for the school, we wanted people to understand like Southern Miss basketball was for real. We wanted people to know that. But I feel like we did a good job that season. You guys, uh, do, do you still uh, keep in touch with uh, with Coach Eustachy? No, um, I talk to him from time to time. Me and Nate are really close. Me and Nate Lindsay, I don't right. know if you guys remember him. Right, yeah, yeah, but, for uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, Nate. That's Nate is like that's that's I love Nate. I talk to Larry. Um, I talk to his wife uh, a lot sometimes, and um, Larry here and there when he's not busy. Larry's always on the run, so it's hard to catch up with him. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I, I talked to him. I went to um, I made a trip to Colorado State when he was there to um. Uh, to see how he was doing, him and Coach Barnes, and just check and see how those guys was doing or whatever. Because, you know, those guys were my coaches. You know, no matter what they're going through or nothing like that, they was a big part of my life in the moment when I was there. And, um, you know, things didn't always didn't go well, but I do appreciate uh, just giving me the opportunity because I wasn't getting recruited by schools. Like, Southern Miss, Southern Miss recruited me and offered me a scholarship. I didn't get other schools a chance. I just signed letter of intent, like, as soon as I got it. <laughs> No doubt, man. That's awesome. Um, and you you hit on a little bit of this, but as far as some guys from back in the day, 
he played with some great guys at USM. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, Saquon Stone, one of my favorites, Neil Watson, Tori Pelham, um, Gary Flowers. Um, but, and, and I love all those guys, but, but I really wanted to ask you about a certain player. And in my mind, he really kind of embodied what Southern Miss is all about. Uh, unfortunately, we lost uh, him way too early. Um, but, but I'd like to get your thoughts on Jonathan Mills a little bit. Uh, me and Jonathan was really close. Uh, you know, my mom, I have a lot of people in Chicago or Jonathan's from, so me and Jonathan was close before he, before he came to Southern Miss. So, uh, you know, he was a tough. He was one of those guys that's just really tough. You can't scout a guy like Jonathan Mills. You got to – you just when you get to the game, you figure it out, right? And no coach can't write what Jonathan does on paper. He's not athletic. He's going to out-rebound everybody. Um, he's going to be the toughest guy on the court. Um, he's going to be very vocal. He's very passionate. And um, he's one of those guys uh, on the court. You want him on your team. But, um, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, we, like we like you said, we lost Jonathan um, a while back. But, um, you know, he's one of those kids, man, we have to, you know, reach out to and get bring closer to us. You know, use this basketball thing to, uh, you know, wake a couple of us up because we come from cultures that, are very dangerous and you know this is all we knew growing up before we started playing basketball playing sports period so a lot of these kids don't know understand they, they understand playing basketball but when they're not playing basketball they're back to doing things that they only know and uh you know Jonathan um he was a great guy he was a great friend great teammate great family guy um and we all loved him you know but uh, on mm-hmm. the court like he was a monster he brought another level out of me a lot of level of toughness he made the game easier for me my senior year for sure. Um, and, uh, man, yeah, we miss him. Yes, absolutely. He, he was he was one of my favorite players. And I laid out all his other guys. But, I mean, obviously anybody who sat in the stands and watched uh, watch Mills play, um, he was just infectious. You know, I know he was infectious to you guys on the court, but he was infectious to us on, in the in the stands too. Even my wife, mm-hmm. for goodness sake, who doesn't know anything about basketball, she she would say, <laughs> what's he always doing on the floor? I said, well, sweetie, that's a, he's taking a charge. Nah. That's, you know, and uh said also, he's, yeah, he's, he's he, you know, everybody else that he's up against is like a foot taller than him, and he's going to out-rebound him at the end of the game. He was just unbelievable to watch, um, mm-hmm. and I appreciate your thoughts on that for sure. Um, and and before we get into what you're doing these days, um, I wanted to ask you about uh, uh about just particularly playing Memphis while you're here. I mean, Conference USA was a little bit different <laughs> back then, you know. Um, yeah. But you guys always had to face Memphis. They were they were really rolling at the time. Um, but Southern Miss always gave them just a, a flat out battle. Um. What do you recall, recall about playing uh, playing those Memphis teams uh, during your time here? Well, those games I do remember. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so uh, I feel like each time we played them, when I was there, we really could have beat them. You know, it was uh, Southern Miss is one of those teams that we can't really make too many mistakes because Larry just didn't allow it. And when we made mistakes, we really paid for it big time, especially against a team like Memphis because they're so skilled and so good and they play like a – a free style of play. Like, those guys get to be them. So they're very comfortable on the offensive end. Um, but um, I remember my uh, one game we almost beat them. Saquon, I think, tried to take a charge, like, right at the end of the game. And um, it kind of cost us the game where we really needed that stop. And then um, my senior year, we beat them at Southern Miss. And then we almost beat them at the house, their home, too. But I think we made a, uh, I think Cedric Jenkins ended up fouling. Then 
Um, I had to get a stop on, uh, what's his name, Will Barton. He made a tough shot on me over right at the end of the game, and they kind of closed the game out. But those games are always battles. It's very fun to go through those games because all the fans came out. Uh, the school really wanted it. I was so happy for the school when we won against the Memphis. Like, that was big time. Them and Ole Miss, when we beat those two my senior year, mm-hmm. like, those are things me and Tori talk about all the time. Gary called us and, like, thanks, like he was so happy for us, Gary Plows, because that was some – that's something he wanted to accomplish while he was at Southern Miss. But, um, yeah, that was that was big time. Playing against them always is a battle. It's always fun. It's a challenge for us because they got a lot of NBA prospect guys, a great coach. Um, people love Memphis. They have a history of winning. So uh, we wanted to give Southern Miss that, that feeling, you know, of, of winning against a team like that that always beat us, apparently. Well, I want you to know those two games that you brought up, I think that I've missed maybe, I don't know, eight or ten games since I was in college, right? Um, those are two of them, <laughs> and I have a really good excuse for both of it. But but the Memphis game, so I'm in Orlando uh, at this meeting for work, and I actually ended up wa- watching it at one of the bars at the hotel. And by the end of it, I had everybody at the bar, you know, rooting for Southern Miss. And then, and then the, the, everybody storms the court and that whole deal. Um, I couldn't believe it wasn't there, but anyway, um, it was awesome to kind of to kind of live it from from the other side. And the other one, I, you know, I had some family things come up for that one, but. Of, of the two games that you mentioned, <laughs> those just happened to ironically be the two games that I missed. But, mm-hmm. um, so, so look, so now, um, you know, college is over, right? And, um, and you, you got an opportunity to keep playing basketball. Uh, I, I don't have written down exactly where all you've played, but I know from keeping up with you on social that you've played kind of all over the place. Um, so, I mean, lay that out for us. So, where is this game of basketball taking you, uh, since you finished up at Southern Miss? All right, so when I first finished up at um, Southern Miss, I started, um, I signed with an agent, and I moved to Atlanta. I trained with the Hawks um, a bunch of times, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, the Charlotte Bobcats at the time, Chicago. Um, it's a few teams, you know. Um, I thought I really had a shot with the Hawks, but, you know, um, unfortunately, like, they was big on, like, what I was doing at Southern Miss. They always talked about that and um, brought up my college career or whatever. So it kind of, like, held me back a little bit because, like I said, I was a late bloomer. But I really showed what I can do on my what my guard skills when I got to that level because the guards are my size. And they all of us, we do kind of the same things. So, unfortunately, um, I didn't make it through that process. Uh, my agent was trying to get me to go right into the NBA, D, which was the D-League at the time. It's called the G-League now. Um, but I didn't uh, – you know, my family was in a tight situation. You know, so I had, and I just had a son, Jordan. I just had my son, so um, I needed money. And, you know, uh, I also wanted to experience the overseas thing. You know, everybody always talked about it. For me, it was just about experiencing. Like, I love basketball, but, like, I embrace, like, the fact that I get to meet so many different people. I get to see so many skilled players. I get to travel the world. Like, these are things my family never, never even thought about doing, you know. So it was, that, was just, that was like making it to the NBA for me. You know, so I went to Argentina. I played over there for a few months. Then I ended up leaving there. I played in Poland. After that, I went to Cyprus. Then I played in South Korea. And then I ended up coming to Canada and playing for London Lightning. And London has kind of been home since then. I kind of found my place. They kind of let me be me. I have a great fan base here. Uh, I have a wife that lives here now, Vanessa. I live in Toronto. Um, and um, it's a great community. It's a uh, great basketball here. Uh, Glenn Big Baby Davis played in the league last year. Me and Royce White were teammates um, a couple two years ago. 
Um, there's a lot of NBA talent coming in and out of here, so it's a very competitive league, and um, I'm kind of one of the faces of the league now. So I just, I just, I love you here. I love the feeling. It's comfortable for me, and and um, that's where I kind of been at since then. Awesome, man. That's a that's that's a whirlwind tour. Oh, I also I also played in the G League too with the Spurs. I played in the, with the Spurs for a year in the G League. Well, I mean that's uh and, and you're what this is um I guess uh eight nine years out of college. So uh mm-hmm. you know you you've been able to avoid the old the real world for quite a while. So hey man, just keep it rocking. Yeah, man. <laughs> I just use this platform really to like just go to these schools and speak to these kids. You know, I always did that at Southern Miss. Uh, I remember, I think her name was Lauren Hill. Lauren, she worked at Southern Miss. Um, she was one of the counselors for us or whatever, but, um, she kind of helped me get into the community. But, um, that's like my biggest thing now, just going to schools and teaching kids like that want to play sports and kids that don't even play sports, just the mental health part and just, um, what it takes to get through tough times and, uh, communication, letting people know what you feel, how you're feeling and just being open and honest, not being afraid to say how you feel and what you want. And um, and also about, you know, just having that culture and having that, just being together, having a group of people that really love each other and they care about each other so you, you guys can help each other get to that next level. You know, um, I feel like basketball has sports has taught me that. So I always keep a good group of guys around me. Um, I always got a good group of guys I, I lean on for, like, if I'm going through tough times, I can call them and they teach me through um, the experience they've been through. And I just try to give that back to the community. So that's like more important to me than basketball. I play basketball now. It's easy to me. I, I train for it. It's a free, it's easy job. I get paid for it. Like, I don't even worry about it no more. I just, you know, I just don't want to get injured, and I just want to continue just helping, you know, the, the, really helping the youth and just, or, or anybody, anybody who needs help or if I need help, I just want to bring that, 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 that old tribe feeling back, you know, when you cared about, when people really cared about each other and loved each other, not just, doing it because you know these days we live in this social media life you know where people only do it for the camera or you know do it for likes or whatever it may be or for money like me i just want to give genuine love out to people and just you know show them that i truly care about them as a human being and i want people to share the same type of love with whoever they deal with oh man well said um i appreciate that a lot um and and a couple more things and we'll get you out of here but um do you ever make it back to Hattiesburg? When's the last time you've been down to uh to Reed Green for a game? Uh, I haven't made it to a game. Me and Tori was actually just talking about that. Uh, actually coming back for a game. Uh, we the thing is we don't really know nobody no more. <laughs> There's so many coaches that came. So many coaches left. I think Miss Norman, Miss Norma, she just retired or something. Last year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like the last of us, you know. So it was like we didn't really. No, to me, we would love to connect with the coach now. I heard the coach now is a great coach. Yeah. And, um, he's from, uh, he's from, he coached in Mississippi, right? He coached in Mississippi and he played at Southern Miss. Um, he, he played yeah, on the yeah, NIT yeah. team. Yeah. So, um, we've been hearing a number of good things about him. Mm-hmm. We would love to connect with him and come out to a game and, and, you know, speak to the team or whatever he wants from us. So we, we would love to help out. You know, uh, last time I came down. Yeah. I think I might actually can, uh, help you out on that. We interviewed him this year. So I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely, you know, send it, send them your way. Yeah, we most definitely, we try to keep up as much as we can. We always on the fly. Like, we grown now. We got kids. So, we trying to, <laughs> you know, do it. Like, we, we kind of like doing basketball and this real life thing, too. So, uh, yeah. uh, but we, we love to do that. Last time I really came down there, I think Coach, uh, I forgot the coach name. I think he's at, 
What school did you have? What What was the last coach's name before this coach? Doc Sadler. Is it Sam? Yeah, Sadler was there. I met him. I was passing through, and I decided to stop, and I ended up meeting him. And, um, yeah, that was the last time I came there. It was about a year and a half ago or something like that. Okay. Well, i tell you what, man. Look, you and Tori show up. You just tell them, you know, just tell them who the heck you are. And you just walk down there and get yourself a courtside court seat. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. We just, you know, we know how it goes, man. We we, we really respect um, what's going on there now. We understand. Um, and we, we just want them to know that we're still family. We're not, like, ruling against them. We're not one of those guys that be like, oh, we're the only team that went to the NCAA tournament. Like, we, that we want that flat. We want that. We did that for everybody, even the future. Sure. We didn't really do it. Yeah, it was, a, it was about family. It wasn't just about us, so. And that's why we that's why we got that far. Yeah. Well, dude, you ever make it back down here? Uh, you know, definitely hit me up. I'd love to um, love to catch up and um, and talk a little basketball with you and talk some Southern Miss stuff. But I mean, hey, they, they, yeah. still, they still got that mug shots out there in Hattiesburg. Yeah, mug shots is still there. Mug shots. I don't know if it's the same one. It's not the one over there on Fourth Street. That one burned down years ago. But uh, yeah, over by mm-hmm. the movie theater, got a mug shots and um, right. man, got a bunch of stuff. Man, got a Fourth Street Bar. Uh, who sponsors this show, man? It's where the old end zone was. I don't know if, if you remember the end zone right there. But um, <laughs> but yeah, man, love to take you up on that. And dude, thank you so much for taking the time with uh, to the top talk today. I enjoyed I enjoyed it very much. Um, you guys listening, you can follow him on Instagram at rxsemo. And um, I guess uh, you have any final thoughts for the uh, Golden Eagle faithful out there? Man, just Southern Miss to the top, man. I love y'all. Y'all keep pushing forward. Uh, let's continue to change the culture and give back. That's what I'm talking about. And Southern Miss. To the top. That was Maurice Mo Bolden. Now let's talk a little bit about Southern Miss athletics for the past two months. Uh, in football, Disappointing end of the season. Very disappointing end of the season. Uh, six and seven on the year was how the Golden Eagles finished up. You know, had a skid there at the end, falling to Western Kentucky, FAU, and then in the Armed Forces Bowl against Tulane. Like I said, we'll be talking about that. Very, very disappointing. It's uh, Losing seasons at Southern Miss are unacceptable, even though we went to a bowl game. Um, I, I, you know, it's, it's tough to expect a conference championship on any given year, given how injuries play out attrition and the like, but, uh, it was a very, very sour taste in everyone's mouth with the way that season ended. Now, that being said, I think we had a, a pretty solid recruiting class. Uh, the players that I've spoken to are really hyped about this spring. So hopefully big things are ahead for the golden Eagles. Golden Eagle wide receiver Quez Watkins also declaring for the NFL draft after his junior year. So we will, we will be without Quez next year. And former Arkansas tight end Grayson Gunner. He uh, is a graduate transfer, transferring into Southern Miss for his final year of eligibility. Also in Southern Miss related news, former Southern Miss head coach Todd Munkin was named the new offensive coordinator at Georgia. This after his year as the offensive coordinator in quotations at uh, for the Cleveland Browns, uh, I think Georgia is getting a steal. I really felt like Coach Munkin would be in line for an NFL head coaching gig this year if things didn't play out the way that they did in Cleveland. But I'm sure the bigger and better things are on the horizon for Coach Munkin. Also, former Southern Miss head football coach Larry Fedora was named the new offensive coordinator at Baylor. 
what would it how awesome would it be if we had a sugar bowl i didn't watch the sugar bowl but how awesome would it be if we had a sugar bowl rematch munkin versus fedora duking it out so in in line with the georgia job with the todd munkin this past season's offensive coordinator at southern miss buster faulkner took a position on the staff at georgia um as of right now, it's an off-the-field position, but it is uh, rumored that they're going to have some attrition, and he is expected to get one of the uh, on-field positions for the staff at Georgia. Don't know exactly what happened at Southern Miss. He did take a pay cut to go to Georgia about, of about $100,000, so it would sound like he was given the opportunity to fire, find employment before being shown the door, um, which is, is understood. I mean, there were times this, this season that the offense really shined, and there were times that they fell flat on their face. You know, never were able to get the running game going. There was some questionable play calling at times. I don't know who to blame for that. I don't know how big of a role Faulkner had in that. But um, some changes definitely had to be made. And, and whether or not he was at fault or the scapegoat remains to be seen. But Buster Faulkner, best of luck uh, heading off to the Georgia Bulldogs. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, co-defensive coordinator slash defensive line coach Derek Nicholson is taking a position on staff for the Louisville Cardinals. Um, it is also rumored that former Southern Miss defensive coordinator Tony Pecorero will be coming back on staff with the Golden Eagles. The 2020 football schedule also announced we're back to having six home games, uh, which is awesome. On the flip side of that, three of those are back to back to back to start off the season. So you're going to, you know, get your endurance ready. We're going to be ready to go out there on fire to cheer on the Golden Eagles. In XFL news, uh, former Golden Eagle tight end Julian Allen was traded to the Dallas Renegades in the XFL. We have several players in the XFL as of right now, but that was the uh, the big news in the past two months. Southern Miss basketball. I mean, Southern Miss basketball, probably the most br- – no, not even probably. The, the most brutal um, non-conference schedule in Southern Miss basketball history. But these young Golden Eagles, are they've got a lot of fight in them. Uh, currently six and fifteen on the year, two and six in conference USA. Had a heartbreaker last night with a, a questionable foul call to end the game to give uh, Middle Tennessee State two free throws to get the win. But the Golden Eagles were were en route to to the third straight win in a row. Um, so big things ahead for this Golden Eagle basketball team. It's going to take some time, but I really love the attitude and the swagger of. Uh, Coach Jay Ladner and, and the direction that he's taking this team. I mean, it, it's a rebuilding year. Everybody knew this going in, but you can see the foundation being laid, similar to the foundation that was laid in Todd Munkin's first year as head coach at Southern Miss. This Thursday night, they will be taking on Old Dominion at home at 7 p.m. That is Thursday, January the 30th. In women's basketball, women's having a, a solid year thus far, 11 and 7 on the year, 3 and 4 in Conference USA. They will be heading to Old Dominion. This Thursday night as well, that's January 31st at 6.30 p.m. We're only a couple of weeks away from baseball season. Baseball coming away. If you've been keeping up, baseball will have a new turf field this year. They also have a new wall and a new seating section out by the bullpen. Game one is on Friday, February the 14th, Valentine's Day, against Murray State at 4 p.m. at Pete Taylor Park. Special thanks to our guests this week. 
Maurice Mo Bolden. You can follow us on Twitter at To The Top Talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington and Jason at Bumper J Bailey. On Facebook, book and Instagram as well. Let's give some shout outs. Shout out to Fourth Street Bar. Shout out to collegesportsunfiltered.com. Shout out to Brian Renfro, Susan Bailey, the men of Sigma Chi, the Theta Delta chapter, the men of Pi Kappa Phi, Phi the Theta Alpha chapter, Kevin Rogers, Roger Dickens. Now, um, Roger, our newest Patreon, but as of right now, we are shutting down the Patreon account for the time being. The reason being, uh, I, time has become an issue as far as putting these episodes together. We are not going to quit the show by any means. We're looking for more efficient ways to get this show done. Jason's chomping at the bit to get out another episode. So you will have some more content soon, but I didn't think it, it was fair for us to continue the Patreon when, um, Episodes would not be released on a weekly basis, at least for the time being. So we're doing away with the Patreon. Special thanks to all you guys that supported us for the past year. We will probably have something again in the future, but for right now, just doesn't seem fair to anybody, given the uh, inconsistencies of when these episodes have been released. Um, also, some congratulations and shout-outs uh, past that. Congratulations to our friend of the show, Matt Thomas, Lamar County School District's Administrator of the Year. Congratulations to Philip and Emily Scott, recently married over the break. And uh, just a shout out to our, our friends on, t- on Instagram at uh, Southern Miss underscore tailgate. So like I said, time's been a little bit of an issue. These things take some time to put together. These episodes do. So, I mean, you, you got to factor in recording it, you know, a good 30 minutes to an hour. Editing it about the same. If you have an interview, you have another, some time along with that. Then uploading it. Um, doing the graphics, putting all the social media stuff together. It's just uh, pretty time-consuming. Um, you know, Jason's got uh, his son now. He's got family. He's got a job. I just got a promotion at work. I've been on the road a lot, which is 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 it's been really terrific, really amazing. Um, loving what I'm doing. But, uh, you know, I haven't been in Hattiesburg as much as I have in the past. And, uh, you know, like I said, I don't want to half-ass this show. So if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. Um, which is, is part of the reason that uh, you're going to have some some in, intermittent episodes for the time being. But uh, Jason's trying to learn how to get in there and edit and upload episodes, put episodes together. So, uh, like I said, to the top talk, not going anywhere, just kind of uh, slowing down a little bit for the time being. Look for To the Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Oh, and I've got a, uh, I didn't even mention the comedy show. I've got uh, a couple of comedy shows coming up. I've got one with uh, Dave Ross. Dave Ross is one of my favorite up-and-coming comics. Um, We'll have tickets released soon for this, but... March the 7th, we're going to have Dave at the Thirsty Hippo. He had an amazing set last year on James Corden's show. Also, you may have seen him on Corporate on Comedy Central. He's been uh, in and out of a lot of projects and and, and a really, really funny guy and just a good good guy all the way around. Look him up. Make sure he's your speed uh, before you come out. But again, that's Dave Ross. That's going to be on uh, March the 7th at the Thirsty Hippo here in the hub city of Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Also, I'm going to be on another show. This is going to be taking place at the Sanger Theater here in Hattiesburg. Laughalusia, an evening of laughter and praise, volume two, Friday, March the 25th, here at the Sanger Theater in Hattiesburg. Uh, they've got some gospel music. Uh, it's hosted by Wody, who was the winner of the Best of the Pine Belt contest for Best Local Comedian last year. 
good friend. Uh, really excited what he's doing and appreciate him having me on the show. Also, Tony Tone and uh, Jessica Hartfield-Turner will all be appearing as well along with myself. The token white guy. <laughs> uh, tickets $30 in advance. Uh, show starts at 7 p.m. It's going to be an, a great time. Amazing time. I always enjoy playing at the Sanger, Sanger Theater, but good to um, be on a show with my friends, Woody and Jessica Hartfield. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. <laughs>